Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, I want to welcome each and every one of you back to another exciting episode of the Do I Offend You podcast. My name is Carl Britt. I am your host. And by the grace of God, I am your truth teller. All right. I love what happens to a person's life. Uh, that transformation that only God can do, uh, that only he can get the glory for. When a person, uh, you know, bows their knee and um, gets filled with that Holy Ghost and fire and baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. There is a huge transformation that takes place. It's it's absolutely on this earth the most exciting thing uh, to witness. And I, I thank God for it. You know, so the devil's a filthy, rotten liar. Let me just tell you, um, I have mentioned this in episodes past. I'm going to talk just for a few minutes about it. Uh, but before I do, I, I want to go to the Lord in prayer. Um, you know what? If hey, Listen, if you are a true prayer warrior, an apostolic, blood-washed, born-again, heaven-bound believer in the name of Jesus Christ, let's be praying for the presidency, okay? Um, you know, I've heard it said in certain circles in recent days I've even heard it preached a couple times uh, that you cannot be a Democrat and go to heaven, okay? And it's true anyhow, and I believe it. I mean, that with what they stand for, with what their policies are, uh, it's everything ungodly, unholy, unbiblical, and downright evil, okay? So, uh, I have been hearing, and you know I try not to get too political uh, on the airwaves of this podcast, but uh, this is worth mentioning. So the talk around certain circles in Washington is that regardless of whether or not President Trump gets reelected, he's not going to be your president, that they are going to form a literal military coup in this nation. And um, some of the sources are very credible and reliable. Uh, so I don't know what's going to happen. God knows what's going to happen, though, and we trust in him. And we really could use Trump's leadership in this country for another four years. So as that day of voting, and I, I, I'm a firm believer that every apostolic, every Christian, every good person needs to get up and go to the polls. Uh, we need to vote. And, and I've heard that there have been a lot of different uh, local and uh, federal elections that have went awry, not in our favor, simply because of a lack of voting. So let's make sure we get out there and vote. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for another day of life. I want to thank you for another day where we have the breath to call upon your name and to praise your name, God. I ask right now for a special touch, God, on the on president trump and his administration lord that make a way god open a door for us heavenly father to have four more years of reprieve god where we can go out and go door knocking where we can spread your word where we can help save souls heavenly father god and uh keep our economy good lord jesus and uh, bring law and order to this nation, Heavenly Father God. Let your will be done, Lord Jesus. We love you and praise you. We thank you, God, for everybody in attendance today that is listening to this podcast. Lord, bless them and keep and keep them uh, in Jesus' precious name. And we say amen and amen and amen. All right, I'm going to be bringing you 
um, in just a few minutes. I'm going to be bringing huh, this guy is remarkable. Okay, he is a true gentleman, and um, he is a great Christian. Uh, his name is Brother Jonathan Pierce, and I sat down and I, I did a little bit of conversation, a little bit of an interview, but mostly I had him bring a word uh, directed to the backslider. As many of you know. And as I have said many times on this podcast, uh, a big part of why I started this podcast was directed uh, toward my concern for the backslider, uh, simply because of what the Bible says. And you know, the Bible says that yeah, they they have hell hotter, okay? That the latter end is worse for them because they knew and did not obey the gospel. But you know, when you take a look at some of the dynamics and realities of situations and feelings uh, that tie down a backslider, you know, bitterness and unforgiveness and, and, and they bite into lies and some of them go completely astray into deep into false doctrine, brainwashing. And um, you know what? Hey, it is a hard, it, it takes God. It just takes a sovereign touch and move of God to deliver a person um, from that. And so I asked Brother Pierce to come on the podcast and uh, he spent um, roughly an hour of just really good word for the backslider. And, um, he, you know, it's funny because he touched on some things that I really was hoping he would touch on. And, and actually, uh, prior to the episode, I was going to mention to him uh but I didn't. And so, you know, it's just confirmation that it was the Lord's will because there were several points that he touched on that really blessed my heart and in his obedience and his anointing. Okay. This guy's a preacher. Um, and you'll hear me talk about some of his credentials. Um, but he, he, he's head of the Sunday school department there. He's a great worker for the Lord. Okay. A musician, a singer, a preacher, a teacher, uh, just a great, great guy. And we're going to be bringing his interview uh, to the limelight of this podcast in just about five minutes from now. I want to talk about something real quick. And I mentioned it in my last episode um, about what God's doing in my immediate uh, future. And um, I'm going to share that in this podcast with you folks. So, you know, uh, in the beginning, when I was attempting to start this podcast, you know, I'll be just completely transparent with you folks. I kind of was letting Satan bully me around and get in my ear about my testimony and about my life story. Um, and, 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 and he had me wrapped up in a perspective of, Hey, what do you, what are these people going to think about you? If they knew you were a thief and a liar and a womanizer and, and, a, and a convict and all these filthy rotten things, you know, and he had me really beat down. And I cannot express to you, um, not even remotely close, of how hard it was. And I mean, I really had to pray my way through the reading of my blue shirt. It was really hard to read, you know, two or three chapters or four chapters. And then I, I would have to go to church on Sunday, knowing that several people who are friends of mine that don't really know my background, you know, they would now be uh, enlightened with the person that I used to be. And it, and it was you know, it was embarrassing. It was really rough, but you know what? In obedience to what God had laid on my heart and through really a lot of encouragement from my cousin, Chris Appleton, who knows my story up close and personal. 
And uh, he's the one that helped me start the podcast. And he also is the one that suggested I read my story uh, as a way to kind of kick off the podcast. And, um, you know, I flat out denied, you know, denied him. (laughs) There's no way I'll read that testimony, you know. And um, he said, you know, why don't you spend three or four days in deep prayer and travail and do some fasting and see what God puts on your heart. And, you know, um, I'm so glad that for the first time in my whole life, I have been obedient to what God speaks to me um, because he has a way of getting glory out of things. And his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways definitely are higher uh, than our ways as the heavens are above the earth. And, you know, I, I, I got through it by the grace of God. And now that it's done and behind me, so many people are being touched and blessed and having comments and things about my testimony and that my perspective has completely changed to, uh, uh, what God says in his word that we're overcomers by the word of our testimony and by the blood of the lamb. And you know what? I, I, I just am so grateful that I I was obedient, Um, but something further has transpired um, in my life, something deeper, something more exciting, actually, um, that God has uh, arranged and opened a door for. And I want to talk just for a few minutes about that. But my sister Rochelle and I, uh, we fasted for 12 days, several months back when I was still driving truck for Robertson's and my number one gripe and complaint to the Lord was, hey, you know, I'm, I'm working 75 hours a week and uh, I haven't went, you know, in two years of being a part of this church, I have not yet uh, to go out on one outreach. It's my desire. It's my passion. It's what God has put in my heart is to share my life story and bring the gospel to those that are hungry for it and to be a soul saver. I don't want to just sit on my rear end and, and, and think I've arrived and I've got there and end up being, you know, Laodicean and, and lukewarm and lazy. I want to get out there and occupy until my Lord comes back for me. And, um, you know, I've always said and always had it in my mind that I want to live for God harder a thousandfold than I ever did for the devil. And I, and as you know, if you've read my story, you know, I ran with the devil pretty hard. And so I have a lot of work to do, uh, for the Lord. And, uh, it's not out of sense. It's not out of a sense of duty or anything like that. It's just simply because I love him and I, I, I have a desire. He put a desire in my heart to help save souls and to do door knocking and outreach. And, uh, you know, I asked the Lord, man, can you make a way? Can you open up a door? You know, my sister and I, we, we did that fast and we prayed and God, God got me terminated from that job. I won't go into the details about that, but they, they did say that I, uh, somebody filmed me rolling through a stop sign. Um, and, and, and you know what, here's the thing. It really wasn't even myself in the truck. Uh, it's, the truck drives 24 hours a day, 12 hours, one shift, 12 hours, another shift. And, um, it just, it, you know, I'll say this, it wasn't me in that truck and, 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 and my, uh, nature, my inclination was to fight it, you know, and all my, my fellow friends and employees were saying, man, we know you don't drive that truck like that. Carl Britt, go fight that. There's not a date or a timestamp on this, this supposed video or anything of that nature. And, um, you know what, 
I just I just had the the whisper of a still small voice say, "Hey, I'm opening doors for you, and this is what you've prayed for." You know, it's not the way I foreseen or foresaw it, but you know what? God did open a door, and、um, the the very first Saturday after my termination from Robertson's Ready Mix.、Um, I got to go on outreach. I ended up with a couple of Bible studies,、um, and went door knocking for a couple of days, and just was so excited about it, about being able to do it. And、um, I'm I'm in the middle of、uh, a few Bible studies right now that I'm giving, and I'm you know bringing some people to church when I can. And、um, the Lord has opened up a door and put it on my heart to go full time into the outreach ministry. Um, I am bringing you this news through this podcast、uh, a few days after being in my pastor's office and getting his blessing and his encouragement in doing this, and、um, I have a full、uh, schedule for myself lined out of door knocking, bringing services and gospel music to the parks of neighborhoods that are what we call lowly. Um, you know, and I relate to the drug addict and and the convict and the gangster, and I have you know、uh, no qualms about no reservations about going into those places and talking with those people and sharing the light and the love of Jesus Christ, and、um, that is what I am determined to do.、Uh, my ministries is going to be called Second Chance Outreach Ministry, and the way I'm doing this. Is I'm I'm obviously going to have to have my bills paid while I do it,、um, which amounts to actually very little, thank God. But、um, I'm opening up for sponsorship.、Um, I have fifty dollar monthly slots and hundred dollar monthly slots and two hundred dollar monthly slots, and whatever God puts on anybody's heart that wants to be involved in my outreach ministry.、Um, if you're hearing this podcast today for the first time. Just know that you know if you're in a position where you want to see souls saved and you want to have a part in the blessing that it's going to bring, I'm fixing to go crazy up in Yucaipa, California, and everywhere I travel or everywhere I go in soul saving. It's what I want to do. It's what God's put on my heart, and the best way for me to do it is to open up myself and my ministry for sponsorships. And、um, you know, <clears throat> if you In fact, let me just say, my number, my personal 24-hour Do I Offend You podcast hotline number is 619-392-5313. Give me a call or come at me in person if you're interested. Maybe you don't have、uh, the time to do nor,、uh, door knocking, or maybe you just think it's not your thing, but you want to. Help support me while I go out and do it, and I know God will bless you because that's how He works. That's how He gets down. And、um, so, just to let everyone know that I will be taking sponsorships on the fifteenth of November. Okay, and roughly just over a month from now.、Um, but I want to try to get everything finalized and situated. Um, and it, 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 we're, you know, if in 90 days from now, and this is what I'm telling everyone that's got a hand, and I'm, I'm already about halfway without even soliciting or making the announcement. God has provided, and I'm about halfway to my goal already. But you know,、um, I want to say real quick that、um, the ministry of outreach in the day and time we live in, it's, it's absolutely 
necessary. It's absolutely, um, you know, the, the Lord says the fields are white already for harvest, but the laborers are few. And uh, Pastor Walker has been on point with bringing in Brother Spencer Jordan uh, from uh, North Carolina. And that's First Pentecostal Church, Brother Nathaniel Urshan. He brought him in here. He's here today. I'm going door knocking with him today, matter of fact, uh, for several hours. But um, he's in for a four or five day seminar, a directional uh, instructing us and teaching us how to go out and do outreach. And um, already in the last couple of days, I have learned so much from this fella. I am definitely going to hitch my outreach wagon to his train and go be a soul winner for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But what a great idea. And, um, you know, that Pastor Walker has had in bringing this young man to our church. It's it's absolutely the timing of the Lord. And I know that everyone at Second Chance Church is extremely excited about what is to come in our near future. And I am so humbled and so grateful to be a part of it, uh, to be able to go do this street ministry full time. Uh, it's what I want to do. And if in 90 days from now, uh, we look and see that, 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 that there's no fruit bearing and, and that the, the um, fruits of my labor are not visible. Um, then you know what? I'm going to go get a job driving truck. But that's absolutely not going to happen uh, because this is the will of the Lord for my life. He's made it clear and confirmed it on uh, several occasions in the last couple of months. Thank God. But, you know, I'm nervous. I'm very nervous. I'm very um You know, I just came out of a really good paying job. I have a commercials driver's license. So having a pretty good paying job is not, you know, it it would not be hard for me to go out and drive truck. But you know what? The Lord is is opening doors for me in this in this area of my life. Um, I'm I'm taking enough sponsorship just to take um, care of my bills every week which is about a third of the money that I was making when I was driving truck. You know, my wife and I are a little nervous about things, but you know what? It's in the hands of the Lord. And I know he's going to keep me and provide for me. He's Jehovah Jireh. He never lets us down. Um, You know, he's never, uh, we've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. But um, so I want to thank every one of you in advance for coming to me and being a part of um, this ministry, Second Chance Outreach Ministry, which is basically uh, Carl Britt and those that are going to get involved with him in doing um, not just door knocking, but I have several ideas about how I want to reach the lost. And really, um, like Brother Jordan said last night, it's not about numbers. It's not about bringing 500 people into the church. It's about having them stick, having them stay, having them grow, having them make it to heaven and uh, them and their families. And so that's my focal point And that is my goal. And um, I appreciate each and every one of you that uh, know me, that are a, a integral part of my life, that love me and care about me and that love souls. And, uh, you know, it's been said that I have the gift to gab and that I have the the brazenness or the boldness to talk to people about anything, anytime, anywhere. And uh, that is absolutely the truth. This is my first opportunity in life. Actually, no, that's not true. It's not my first opportunity in life. It's only the it's the first opportunity that I have taken advantage of to do the work of the Lord rather than do the work of the devil. Um which we all know by the reading of my story that I have done um, quite 
well, for the majority of my life, really. So I'm excited about this uh, new page being turned um, in my life, and I'm glad that each and every one of you can be a part of it. So now that that has been said and brought forth, please, I am imploring you, pray for me, pray for Second Chance Outreach Ministries, uh, that God will use it to the fullness of its potential, and that God will continue to use me and guide me and lead me in. The soul-saving business, um, as is my desire and my burden. Uh, Lord bless each and every one of you, and I am coming at you right now with my interview with Brother Jonathan Pierce. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, as promised, I am here today with uh, the great. And uh, I mean, this guy's an extreme gentleman, uh, an anointed fella. This is Brother Jonathan Pierce, uh, the eye doctor, the anointed musician, the great singer, uh, the fantastic preacher, and uh, the head of the Sunday School uh, Department here at Second Chance Church. Uh, Brother Jonathan Pierce, welcome. It's good to be here, Brother Carl. I appreciate the invitation to be here and um, speak with you on this podcast. I look forward to doing this with you. Amen. I'm, I'm glad to have you. Let me just tell you, I'm really glad to have you. I've had a lot of people, but you're legit. All right. If, if, if Brother Ray Munoz will pull you in for multiple sessions, I know you're I know you're the real deal. But um, so, you know, I, I've asked you to come today uh, simply because I know that there is um, maybe I'm going to say eight to 12 legitimate backsliders that tune in to the podcast each and every week. And um, as you may or may not know, it was part of the initial reason um, that I started this podcast was simply because I was behind the wheel of a truck for 75 hours a week and was unable to attend any type of outreach ministry, but still had a burden and still had a desire. So I said, if I could cram in 45 minutes of just me rambling on or reading scripture or whatever the case might be and touch one person's heart, that it would be worth it. And um, so that's, I've called you today uh, to give us a, whatever's on your heart, whatever the God's God has put on your heart to talk directly to uh, not only um, the, those that are just completely lost, but specifically those who are backslidden. And we know what the Bible has much to say about their condition and how far worse it's going to be. But, you know, yesterday, actually the day before, the Lord put it on my heart. And I just want to say a few things before we get into that. And I want to talk about a subject that is quite far from the direction that we're going to go here in just a few minutes. And that is the transition that we have um, been thrust into uh, in recent days here at Second Chance Church, and that is the resigning uh, of our pulpit from Pastor Douglas Walker. As we know, he's going to Canada. Uh, he made the announcement to take Bishop King's Church. And so I'm going to I'm going to tell you real quick, just in two minutes, um, how it affected me personally and how I'm dealing with it and where God has brought me from right. initially hearing it on Sunday and what transpired Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and clear up to today, which we're a week into this thing now. And um, so, you know, when he first called me in the office and told me on Sunday um, prior to making the announcement, you know, mm -hmm. which he did me a favor, I might've fell out. Okay. I might've, <laughs> I might've had to be carried out of the church, but um, he did me that favor. And, you know, I, I tend to all my life, I don't know if it's normal or abnormal. It's just the way I am. And uh, when things are serious in life, I tend to throw comedy at it to get me through. You know what I mean? I try to make a joke of it. 
you know, no matter how deep it cuts me. Uh, But so Monday morning, I woke up at five o'clock in the morning on Monday morning and the full weight of everything came crashing down on me. And I spent most of that day, um, as my loving wife has already related to uh, elder sister Walker, Mm -hmm. Okay. That I cried most of the day from laid out in my kitchen floor to the living room, to the bedroom, to the hallway. I was a mess. I was a wreck, but you know, there was a point where I was laid out in my office and I was face down on the floor and I was asking God, why, you know, why, even though, okay, mind you, whatever was going through my mind on this Monday, I knew on Sunday when the pastor said, God, thus saith the Lord. Okay. God spoke. Well, you know what? I knew already that eventually everything was going to be okay because God's in it and he commanded it. And, you know, um, anyhow, so Monday morning at five o'clock, I woke up and my day started off as a real struggle with it. And um, at about 830 in the morning, um, I was laying face down on my carpet and I had some white napkins under my face, some tissue paper, and I'd been crying out. And all of a sudden, a drop of blood came out of my nose and hit that napkin and cause I was crying so hard, yeah. you know, literally. Yeah. And when I seen that blood, God showed me something and he said, the pruning, okay. Our little branch here at second chance church is taking a pruning, right. but uh, you know, and however painful that might be, um, like I said earlier, thus saith the Lord, we're going to move through it. Absolutely. Abraham came out and who knows what was going through his mind when he was called out from his father's house, not even to a place that was told to him, but, I'll show yeah. you just pack up the donkey and go, you know, right. and I respect pastor Walker for being obedient as much as it's probably torn up his family and the church and everything. But, you know, you got a sense uh, of, especially when I saw that blood and God showed me the pruning, I realized, wait a minute, what comes after a good plant is pruned. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. that growth and it's yeah. that blossoming and, and, and it's all of those things. And so I've come to a place just in this last seven days, um, where I have peace in my heart and not only peace, but I'm super excited to see how God uses brother Johnny, pastor Johnny. Okay. And so, um, I haven't really talked to anybody other than my wife too much about this and Derek lends a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I thought while I had you here, um, and I know how it's probably affected everybody, um, individually, but at the same time, collectively, we've all been, um, you know, brought through this transition right. together as a whole. So I want to turn the mic over to you for a few minutes and maybe you could just uh, share with us your heart on this subject. So um, let's starting back to the beginning when I first heard the news. Right. Obviously, um, my heart had been prepared for this. Um, I was not briefed on this whatsoever. Right. Uh, this wasn't something that I had been let in on a secret. Um, it was kept very far from me. Um, and really because I believe God through, um, the last five or six months, God has been really developing all of us, including myself for this transition. Right. Um, when I heard the news, um, I was kind of taken back because to many, um, pastor Douglas Walker is their pastor. Um, He is my pastor as well. But when I came to Second Chance Church, I did not come for Pastor Douglas Walker. I didn't come for one person in this church. I came because God had sent me here. Right. And so it was different. It was taken back because this man, he he birthed this. He developed this by God's help. He he 
everything you see and feel and hear in this church is directly by the voice of Douglas Walker and, and the hands that, I mean, he's, he's developed me in so right. many different Amen. ways. So when I heard it was taken back, but immediately, almost with, as soon as I had heard it, and as soon as I was taken back, God reassured me, all of the things that you have heard up to this point, all the things you have done, all of the avenues you've been down with this man, God is put it, putting you in a greater position to help the next king. Um, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is Jonathan and David. Right. Um, the friendship, the things that they had together, um, the kind of um, brotherhood that they had, the understanding they had, but more so with Jonathan. He had a heart and he understood when David was anointed king, yep. even though he was the prince and he was second in line, um, he was going to allow David to be king. He was going to step aside and let God's anointed be king. Even though by all rights, he was actually next to be king. So I look at that and many have, have asked me, you know what? And I'm, I'm saying this openly on this podcast because it's important. Many have said, you know, why, why aren't you there? Why aren't you in this position? Why weren't you chosen? Look, I don't talk to God about that right. because God did not groom me for that. Right. God picks who he wants. And my job and everybody else's job is to be the Jonathan it takes for David to be king. Amen. And as soon as I heard the news, that's what God impressed on me. You need to be Jonathan. Yeah. This guy's going to need support. He is anointed. Um, he's a worshiper. He's he's built to be a king. And you know what? That's great. After that, I seen the church just begin to expand immediately. Yeah. I seen, like Amen. you said, I seen little tiny shoots that got a glimpse of, oh, it's our turn. Yeah. It's our turn to blossom. It's our turn to grow yeah. out. And so, you know, I'm happy for the direction we're going. And I'm happy, really, really excited for what God's going to do with Brother Johnny's ministry here. Yeah, I think you're actually speaking for the majority, if not each and every person here at Second Chance Church. And simply because it's a God thing and God's in it and he's commanded Absolutely. it. He's orchestrated it. and He's not going to open a door and push us into a, a realm of failure. Mm -hmm. And we know that, um, you know, back to what you were saying about um, your your part in it all. Number one, if you were called to be the pastor of this church, um, I, I, I don't know what would happen. Number one, we'd need about 13 people to 16 people to take your place in the, in the load that's upon you in how you work for this church. And uh, in fact, is I was telling my wife uh, just the other day, I said, you know what? One of the things that I really respected about how he did everything he did in making that announcement to us as a whole was to recognize you and recognize your part in this church. Right. Um, because, you know, the generation coming up, those, those have, God has put those little souls in, in through the Sunday school um, uh, ministry in your hands yes. and you're doing a great work for God in that area. And um, you know, it's funny because, uh, and I guess I'll just say this out, you know, out in, in the public uh, arena, if, 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 if that's the right words, but um, you know, a person pretty good um, by how you hear of them in certain circles right. when they're not there. So with that being said, um, and you know, I don't want to blow your head up, which would be quite hard because you're a humble soul. I know that. But you know what? I hear a lot. I'm human of, though. You're human. Amen. God, I hear so much good stuff about you all the time, you know, and so we're so grateful for the work that you do, for the ministry that you have here and for how you yourself has have blossomed and grown. Um, 
And just to tip it off real quick, and I'm going to, I'm going to close my part of this show right here, but you know what? You're a hundred percent correct. The little shoots, the little blossoming, and you know, prior to this, so I'm not real hip to the skip on, you know, some people say, well, I've been seeing this coming for a while and stuff. I never did. And I'm one of those people who used Pastor Walker's preaching as a crutch almost because yes. I, I mean, I've been, I was a wreck when I came to this church. I'm a babe in Christ still. It's been just over two years now. And I still consider myself a babe, sure. even though I hunger for the deep things. And I'm getting that through his preaching. But, you know, um, I've always leaned on the pastor uh, for so much of, of, of who I am in Christ today. Yes. And, and, and so that was, I, for me, it was the rug being pulled out, but you know what? That's the way God works. Simon, while I'm crying for my pastor, I'm crying for this church and it's joy. It's complete yes. tears of joy. I want to shout. And you know, as well as I do that for many months, especially with what he's been preaching on the topics and stuff, capping it off with as church necessary, but all of the evangelistic pushing and prodding and pulling that he's been doing over the pulpit, um, has been for a reason. And everybody that I've talked to in second chance church mm -hmm. has a sense deep within them that we're on the verge. We're on the precipice of something great, something oh, yes. big. I, believe that. I didn't know how it was going to happen. But now that I do, I can say, God, your ways truly are higher than our ways. You know what I mean? Let us be obedient, God. Let us let us continue to walk and follow after you. But um, so that was my take on all of it. Um, anyhow, you want to interject? You want you want to extend? Uh, say no, I, I agree with you. I, I believe that um, all of us, it is our our hour to step in and, and do the things that God has primed us and prepped us for. Yeah. And um, you said that rug had been pulled out from under you. And, and now it's, it's your feet. That will be somebody else's rug. Yeah. You know, your stance wow. on somebody else's life wow. to help. And I see this all over, you know, the 14 kids I had in Sunday school today, yeah. you know, I, I counted a blessing, but I see a great responsibility, right. You know, to impress in their minds that, you know, when they're in our church services and they're in outreach and these kids are bringing kids to church and that means it's working. Yeah. You know? And so, all of us have responsibility, but again, I'm excited for where this is going. Yeah, I really, I'm, 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 I want to see us a year from now. Man, I feel you on that. Okay. Um, anyhow, so I want to turn this uh, episode of the podcast into another direction. I just wanted to kind of get that, uh, bounce that off of you. Uh, and see how it affected you. And I, I know it affected everybody in a very positive way. Um, any, like I said, anytime God's going before us. Um, I know that great things are to come and I'm excited about it. So um, anyhow, with that being said, um, it's been on my heart and, and, and this isn't just something that's recently come about for a year now. I've really been wanting to pull you in yes. and talk. And, you know, I never knew exactly how I would use you in the podcast. Um, I, I to be honest with you, and I know Brother Ray Munoz has had access to you <laughs> for multiple <laughs> episodes, right? I definitely, couple, yeah. I have so many, I have probably four different things that come to mind that I would love to interview you about or have you talk about. Um, so with that being said, this is a good introductory uh, segment uh, for you on this podcast because we'll have more of you to come in the weeks to come as the sure. Lord makes a way. Um, but I wanted you to talk to, uh, and I'm going to say probably out of 40 episodes I've done, at least 10 of them have been directed or dedicated to the backslider directly from me. 
So I really want another person's perspective. I want to throw you in the mix on this. And I know that the Lord has impressed something upon your heart to speak. If it's one backslider, if it's all of the backsliders, um, or you know how God works, he's going to affect everyone involved. So I'm going to turn this over to you. Lord bless you so much. And I want to say before you even get started, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, for coming and doing this podcast. And I know the audience is going to appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, to the backsliders from Brother Jonathan Pierce. Well, again, I thank Brother Carl for letting me um, speak today. And I do have something I feel God has impressed me uh, for several weeks now. Um, he asked me to speak to the backslider, to those that are falling away uh, from God. And it is one of my absolute favorite subjects. Um, because it is very, very, um, it is very easy to avoid. It's very easy to um, move away from this being in church. Um, but it's also very easy to help someone understand why they're this way. And, you know, I feel like I thrive in this. So um, with that, um, my scripture is in Psalms 139 verses 1 through 6. And David is writing here and he says, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my downsitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Also in Isaiah 28 and verse 20, for the bed is shorter than that a man can stretch himself on it and the covering narrower than that he can wrap himself in it. So we look at these two scriptures and David is first acknowledging that God knew him before he was ever born. Right. God had a mindset that, you know, here's David. Here's what I have planned for him. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know thoughts that I have towards you, thoughts to prosper and to have an expected end. Mm-hmm. So God knows there's an expected end. What choice that is, we don't know. That's the beauty of living for God mm-hmm. is that he gave each and every one of us a free will to choose. Um, Isaiah 28 and 20 tells us a, a little uh, allegory here where it shows a person trying to sleep on a very short bed yeah much shorter than they are in length right um they don't fit the 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 blanket is too narrow they can't cover themselves they can't hide themselves underneath this blanket and when it comes to backsliding this stuff doesn't happen overnight it this stuff doesn't happen by just happenstance that oh i fell away from god and i can't find my way back or i'm not going to church anymore i don't know what happened i just quit going right this stuff happens because of the excuses we wrap ourselves up in. And I want to kind of spend a little bit of time on that. Yeah, that's good. My excuses are the lies that help me be comfortable with my decision to walk away from God. Everything I do, I have justified myself so many times, Brother Carl, living for God, saying, God, I'm doing this because of this. And God comes back to me and says, is that my will? Is that biblical? Is that something that I have called you to do. Is that in my will? And I have to backtrack and say, okay, God, that's my excuse. Yeah. To make my decision sound logical. That's deep. That's so deep. Um, 
but we do this. We do this in church. We may say, well, uh, this brother or sister did me wrong. There's hatred in the church. Therefore, I am not going. Right. Um, we say, uh, well, I was offended by the way they handled this situation. There's disloyalty in the church. I'm not going to serve God. Um, we say maybe there's distrust or maybe there's a double standard. We say, oh, there's hypocrisy in the church. Right. right. I'm not going to where there's hypocrisy. Well, all of those things I've mentioned are in the world. Right. It's just that's their that's good. normal. That's their norm. Right. They def are defined by that. Mm -hmm. Nothing good generally comes out of a worldly situation. Right. You may say, oh, I'm a good person. Man, I do pay my tithes. May I, I do pray every day or I do read my Bible or maybe I do. But maybe you're not devoted. Wow, that's good. Maybe you're not joined the body of Christ. Maybe you're not fellowshipping with the brethren. Maybe you're not confessing your faults one to another. Maybe you're hiding all of that behind a very narrow blanket. Right. And what's crazy about this whole situation and backsliding is once you're in God and you pull away from him, you never fit back into the world. Yeah, that's right. You're an ugly duckling. You're out there trying to fit back in, trying to do what you did before. But wow. there's always blood somewhere that covered all of that. Yeah. And when you reach in underneath that and pull all that back out, it don't fit. Right. It's stained. It's covered in blood. That's good. Bible says you were bought with a price. Right. Amen. By the precious blood of the lamb. Mm -hmm. So you may say, well, I'm not going to serve God. I'm going to be. But once you're wayward, God's always hun hunting you down. Yeah. God don't go away. Now, are you telling my story or what? He's an inconvenient Woo! God, Brother Carl. Man, that's real talk. That is so, so good. The church's problems are made up of people who are human, right? Who come with problems and, but those problems don't define the church, right? That's right. The church is the body of God. He said, God said that is to be, it is to be, um, without spot, without wrinkle. Yeah. And you say, well, how can imperfect people make a church? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to a church. That's not perfect. Well, don't join the church, right? First That's of all, right. do yourself here. Don't join the church, okay? That's that right. sounds really awkward coming from a preacher. Right. But you're going to cause yourself more heartache because you have expectations that believe, oh, the church is perfect and nothing goes wrong in the church. Wow. No, what we have in our church is a misperception of what the church is. The churches are not luxury five-star hotels right. where nothing is wrong. Right. Everything's beautiful. Everything's laid in, you know, in gold and 24 karat gold and everything shines and sparkles. No, the, the, the building might be beautiful. Yeah. But those that are in there may not be. Our perspective, and this is where backsliding begins I, in my mind, is that our perspective is I'm coming to God so all my troubles go away. Hmm. I wish that was the case. And I'm coming here because I have all these troubles. And if I come, God's going to take them away. I'm never going to have to face this again. But what churches really are, are five-star hospitals where the soul-sick sinner comes to be made whole. Yep, that's right. You have to go to church thinking that way. And when you go that way, you know, man, when I'm in trouble, Brother Carl, Brother Pierce is in trouble. Yep. I serve God here. I'm not Jonathan Pierce when I'm here. I'm a servant of God here. And I may be down and out, and I may be... Um, I may be at my wits end sometimes when I'm here, 
but I know I'm also at a hospital where the great physician Amen. resides. Amen. So backsliding begins when we forget or we lose focus of why we came. Right. Our initial contact here at this church may have been, I'm brokenhearted of whatever your decision to come here or whatever drew you here. We know it was God. Right. But your state or situation at that time will change. Things do get better, Brother Carl. Right. Life gets better. Right. God has favor on you. And it just starts building up. And all of a sudden, sometimes we lose focus and we think, man, I've got it all together. I'm doing this great. And we forget that who brought us here was God. Right. Amen. So the other thing is we give the devil so much material to work with. Our excuses get to piling up. Yep. And I don't like giving the devil credit. He's a good devil, though. He is good at what he does. You got to understand, Satan has been in heaven. Right. He knows what you're going to get. Yep. He knows the blessing. He knows the perfection that you're striving for. And he's been there. Amen. So his job, he is the deceiver. And the Bible says he will deceive many. Right. Because he's the perfect. He's the prince of the air. Yeah, he's the true. one that, okay, I'm going to get in their mind. And this is where it starts. We allow the devil to play in our minds. We allow our excuses to give us comfortability. And it, when you, when I look at a backsider, they look miserable. They're, they're on that short bed on a narrow blanket. Yes, they are. Trying to hide behind stuff, trying to fit in, trying to do what is not the will of God. That's right. That's and right. so the Bible says he shall deceive many. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your social economic status is. I don't care who your parents are. I don't care it, what you do for life. I don't care. I don't care if you're the president of the United States. That's right. That's we are all subject to the authority of God and the word right. of God. That's right. And if we give the devil enough excuses to work with, he'll work with them. Yep. And we begin to slowly, uh, and for some it's more rapid, but most of the time it's a slow drawback from God. We begin to be pulled away from the things that God has called us to do. Um, we have to understand that our soul belongs to God. Right. The devil doesn't get the choice to steal that from us. Right. But he can steer our mind in the direction away from God, away from the things of righteousness, away from the ways of, of right and the way to do um, church and how we should fellowship together. He can pull us away from that that's by right. using our mind. Yep, that's right. And Psalms 139, I'm going to read a few more verses here. In verse number 7 through 13, David said, Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? Where can I go, God, to get away from you? Yep. If I ascend up into heaven, you're there. Mm -hmm. If I make my bed in hell, you're there. I'm, let me stop here and say, all of the backsliders that say, I'm going to party when I get to hell. Ooh. David just answered your question. God's there. Yeah. You cannot get away from God. Yep. When you're in your sin, when you're doing the things that you feel are making you comfortable and distracted and keeping you away from God, God is in the middle of everything. Yeah, that's right. You're not doing this on your own. That's you're right. making these decisions, but God is right behind you hunting you down. Yep, that's right. And I have seen so Ooh, many good. backsliders come back and say, man, after I went to this party or I got drunk and I tried to do something, I would drive by and God would pull my car into this church. Something 
maybe they didn't use the word God, but they said something pulled me in here and I would just weep. I didn't know why I was weeping. I didn't know why I was crying. I would go home and I couldn't sleep. All I could think about is, you know, somebody in church or a friend that taught me a Bible study a long time ago. What was God doing? He was implanting in your mind. There's still blood there. Yeah. And I control that. Yeah. You can decide whatever you want because you have a free will, but you're still my child. And so David continues. He says, if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, if I even go um, there, your hand is leading me. Mm. Your right hand of strength is upholding me. Yeah. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light unto me. I can't get away, even if it's dark. And he says, the darkness hideth not from thee, O Lord, but the night shineth at the day. And the darkness and the night, they're both alike. Amen. It doesn't matter if I'm in the light or I'm in the darkness. You are there. Yeah. And verse 13, he finishes, for thou hast possessed my reins. Mm. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. David also says, try the reins in my heart in yeah. one area. That's right. Amen. Right. So our text is saying, I try to go away. God keeps showing up. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. Because that backslidden <laughs> state. Yeah. I need God to remind me. Mm-hmm. Hey. You're falling away. You're off track. You know, I need that mid-course correction. Yeah, That's what keeps me from backsliding is staying in fellowship one with another. Mm-hmm. Staying, I might read my Bible, but I might have a different perspective. And when I hear that word of God, he says, oh, no, no. What you read was somewhat true, what your mind's thinking. Right. But you got excuses still. You got to unravel. Man, that's good. And the preached word of God begins to unravel those excuses and those perspectives. And God begins to show me. Here's where you're going wrong, Brother Pierce. Here's where you're going wrong, Jonathan. you got to get on the right track. So backsliding, like I said, does not happen overnight. So God is not surprised by our decisions. He's disappointed. Right. He's absolutely disappointed. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we have to think about where God went, how far God went to redeem us. And... He, but he's not surprised when people backslide. Right. Because the trajectory that they have chosen mm-hmm. has led them down this path. And so, therefore, God is not surprised. He knows that his own creation was caused to stumble. He knows that his own creation caused you to stumble. No, that's good. He knows that um, his creation isn't perfect. He created it. And you say, oh, whoa, whoa, God... Create everything perfect. No. If that was the case, we'd all be living in heavenly places. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Rejoicing right. forevermore. Right? Yep. That's right. So that's good. He knows we're not perfect. That's why Paul always says that you're striving for perfection. I'm I'm pushing, I'm pressing towards the high calling in Jesus Christ. I'm I'm if Paul didn't have to do that if he was perfect. Right. No, that's right. He would know all things. But we are uh, trying to attain to be like God. So our excuses are not a surprise to God. God, um, he understands. He's a merciful God. He's a gracious God. And I want to kind of redirect this whole um, point from where it started to where it can go. Yeah. Okay. Um, God designed his creation also to accept or to need grace. Okay. So he gives grace in the time of need. God designed us to choose freely. Right. So when he 
design is to choose freely. That free space is called the mind. Right. That's where all the decisions are made. Right. I pray this every day, Brother Carl. God, protect my mind, my thoughts, not to get in my heart. Because when they're seated in my heart, they become an excuse if I can, or, or an action right. that I will create probably a lot of discord or a lot of havoc in my life that I don't know I'm creating. And I always tell God, God, protect the playground of my mind. Protect the, the ball field, if you please, of my mind, where all these thoughts are battling, where, where heaven and hell are, are, are battling in my mind. Right. Protect me. Put a hedge about my mind. Mm, that's because good, if I get stuck in the wrong thought pattern, mm -hmm. I'm going to end up way down the road. And people are going to say, hey, whatever happened to him? Didn't he preach? Didn't he say this? Didn't he teach Sunday school? Whew. Didn't he go on out and preach? What about this? What happened? Preach. And we ask that all the time. What happened? this individual yeah their thought process got twisted mm. so i always ask god god take control of my mind so that when my decisions are made they're god-based decisions this is where lucifer got messed up in heaven lucifer was the most decked out most beautiful angel he had everything he the bible said he had pipes he was he was a worshiper mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. uh, lucifer wasn't just your piddly Little angel. I don't think there's any pity of the angels, but you know, yeah. there was he wasn't low ranking. Right. Okay. He was up there. He controlled the heavens. Yeah. As far as in worship and such. So um he knew what he was doing until he let his mind believe that he was better than God. Yeah. Understand, Lucifer had a mind to choose. Yeah. He 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 wasn't um human. He was celestial. Right. But still he began to think. I'm better than God. I can do this much better than God. Yeah. And that's where he got wrong. Backsliding happens that way. I don't need God anymore. I can do this part. By my, and it's not overnight. It's this small thing, this small decision. Maybe it's, you know, I don't need to go to Wednesday night service anymore mm -hmm. because I can listen online. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I don't need to go to that Bible study because I've already got this Bible study going on. And that's just, that's way too much. Yeah. And God said, no, I have those in place. These are barriers mm -hmm. in your life. So Satan can attack you at that moment. Right. And maybe, you know, like you brother Carl, I, I was a young man and I'm going to, I'm going to get to this point real quick um, where I had to begin to remove all the lies and excuses um, in my heart as a young man. Right. I grew up in this. Right. I was born and raised in this. Mm -hmm. um, and, but I'll never forget, it was Christmas 1995. Okay. And my father um, had told us, look, out of the five, six things you want, I'm only buying one because we got an agenda next year. You mm -hmm. pick the best one you want. Right. Well, give me the five and six. I said, can I at least give you five or six? You pick the one you think I should have. Yeah. And he said, no, you're picking the one. Well, at that time, I was a PC gamer. You know, I was a young man. Right. I was just entering my teens. Right. And so... My direction wasn't kind of where it's at now. And I've right, kind of grown right. up since then. Uh, thank God. <laughs> thank thank God, God. Right. So, but I'll never forget. It was 95, Christmas 1995. And I had five things on the list. And there were PC games. There was roller skates. There was new bicycles. And there was a basketball hoop. And there was a Bible. And I'd always longed for this uh, Cambridge Bible, study Bible. It was, it was very well known, like 150 bucks, even then. And I said, all right, um, I'll, I'll take the Bible. And so what chose, what inside of me chose the Bible? 
I was so far from even, I wasn't attaining yeah. preaching. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, I didn't want to be a Sunday school teacher. I, all I want to do is play the piano and sing. Yeah. What good would the Bible do me piano playing and singing? Right. Right. And I'll never forget. My dad said, oh, you know what? That's, that's the one you want the most. Okay. Pick the next two you want the most. So I picked the next two and we didn't know what we were getting. So I remember seeing that gift sitting under the Christmas tree and I picked it up and it wasn't the wrapping that des- that decided what was in that box. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a little cute little from dad to John on that Christmas gift. Wow. It wasn't the pretty bow that designed that told me what was inside of that box. Right. It wasn't even the box that designed what was inside of it until I opened it and I seen that Bible. Right. That Bible was the tangible, physical, touchable thing that was inside. Nothing else outside of it wow. designed that Bible. Right. It looked very um, enticing. It was very enticing. It was yeah. very attractive. Right. But it wasn't until I began to unwrap all of those things mm-hmm. that I found the Bible. You know, the grace is like that. Grace begins to unravel all of those lies and excuses. Yeah. But our problem as humans, we have a hard time giving grace. We have a hard time receiving grace. Right. That's right. Because we feel, oh man, I made a mistake. Well, I'm going to live through this one. Yeah. Next time. Let's try to do better next time. No, God says, look, my grace is sufficient enough for thee. Yeah. My grace goes so far, you can't even imagine where my grace goes. And as backsliders, the mind of a backslider says, I'm so far, God will never even get me. Maybe I'll just keep going. I'll just keep running so far. We will, let's go with Jonah. Jonah yeah. ran and ran. He was a preacher. And God caught him. Yeah, that's right. And God said, I'm going to use you. Amen. Okay. Um, so grace does go farther than we can ever imagine. And when I got that Bible, I told my dad, Really? Out of the three things on that list, you had to get me a Bible? And he said, look at me. And I looked at him in his little beady eyes. And he said, start with Genesis and go all the revelations. Do me a favor this year. From this Christmas to next Christmas, begin to read this Bible. Begin to go through every page and begin to see the the, there's more blessing than those other two things that you wanted. You'll gain more out of this Bible than you will. Ain't that the truth? By, by the year's end. Yeah. And I began to read, Brother Carl, about every, well, absolutely every book, there was a piece of paper and it was written, hey, come to me when you get to this part. And I would go to my dad with that piece. Hey, dad, here's this. And he'd give me $5 or we'd go out to eat or we would, mm-hmm. hey, I remember I was turning 18 and I got to another section and it said, when you turn 18, come and we're going to get you a vehicle. And I went through that whole Bible and I began to understand that those were the physical blessings, Mm -hmm. but it was what I I was, to be honest, I was reading it because as soon as I started getting those little pieces of paper, I understood I got to finish this. This is encouragement. Yeah. And it wasn't the physical things that blessed me. All of those spiritual little things made me a teenager. You know what God was doing at that moment? He was steering me away from the mental capacity I could have been in as a teenager. Yeah. The things that the devil wanted to push my mind and backslide me by the time I was 18 so and good. push me away from God. God was saying, no, here's my foundation. That is so good. Ephesians chapter two. This was my favorite scripture in the whole entire Bible. Ephesians two, four through 13, but God who is rich in mercy 
for his great love wherewith he had loved us, even when we were dead in sin. Mm -hmm. He hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, made us to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through the, Jesus Christ. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of ourselves. It is the gift of God. And let me stop here. When we understand it's grace, right? it's not us attaining for that. I want to be Amen. saved, Brother Carl. Yep. I don't want to backslide. I have, I've, I've had the devil play with my mind so much mm -hmm. as a young man and try to alter my thinking and try to alter my path. You know where backsliding? That's where I started with. Backsliding comes from our mind being torn away from God. Yep. But if we allow grace to work, grace don't matter if you're in the church or if you're backslidden. Right. It don't matter if you've never been in church and you're a sinner and you've never heard of God or you've never experienced God. Grace says, I'm going to help you out. Yeah. In verse number nine, not of works, lest any man should boast. God's saying, it's not you that's doing this. Mm -hmm. Don't boast about your greatness. And this scripture, I love the scripture because I work with doctors and a lot of times I, people are scared to speak to these people about God because they got it all figured out. And it is hard. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of things that got to change um, with people in these positions. Yeah. Um, they give their lives, you know, 40, 60, 70 hours a week to this. Yep. Um, That's right. But not of works. Let's send a man should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Jesus Christ unto good works. Mm. He's going to change those things. Mm -hmm. And all those bad habits that I had before, if I let grace work, he's yeah. going to let That's good works good come point. out from That's me. That's a great point. Uh, which God hath before ordained. And I like that part before ordained mm -hmm. because God knew, like David said, you yeah. knew me before yeah. I was in my mother's womb. You understood all of this, Amen. Uh, that we should walk in them. Verse 11, wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that, which is called circumcision, the flesh, made by hands, that at the time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of the promise. You didn't know any of this goodness. Right. That's right. I've heard your story, Brother Carl, right? Mm -hmm. And you being you said earlier, you're a baby in Christ. Mm -hmm. um, the beauty is you're seeing the riches of God, the mm -hmm. treasures of God mm -hmm. come before you. Amen. And... Um, that at a time that you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world, mm -hmm. but now in Christ. Mm -hmm. Amen. The four key words are, but now in Christ. There's a there's a conjunction there that changes the way we were. Right, that's right. And that's where grace begins. Grace begins when you say, okay, God, I'm tired of making up excuses to stay away from you. Right. Because as soon as those excuses are gone, Brother Carl, yep. God begins to draw us. And this is the scripture that I'm getting to. But now in Christ, Jesus, who ye who sometimes were afar off, right. backslidden in a, in a mindless state of just doing whatever you thought was right, right, are made nigh, are drawn closer by the blood of Christ. Mm -hmm. mm. When you are dipped in the blood of God and that blood is applied on you, mm -hmm. it don't matter how far you go, you always have blood somewhere in your past yeah that's good and i use this scenario uh, very lightly but it, it works in this in this uh, situation is they there are you know sharks aren't 
necessarily um, they don't really attack you just to attack. Right. They got to smell blood. Right. And they say even a a wolf mm-hmm. can smell blood up to four miles. Yeah, that's right. That is right. And God smells that. Mm-hmm. He knows you can't get away from him. Davis, I can't get away. Right. Why? Because you've been covered in the blood. Yeah. And now you're trying to resurrect yourself out of this bath of blood that God, this tomb of blood that God has said, this is your old life. Right. How are you going to resurrect an old life? You became a new person. Yeah. How are you going to put the old on top of new? And this makes you uncomfortable, makes you upset. It makes you angry. It makes you dive further into um, lawlessness and rebellion. And you try to, you're trying to scrub away all of the blood by doing bad things. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. But the grace of God, my backslidden state that you've gotten in is only cured by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Man, that's deep. You got to go back under that blood and say, God, okay, all of my excuses are gone. Now I'm going to be washed in your blood. When I let the blood work, Brother Mm -hmm. Carl, Mm -hmm. grace begins to work and tear away the narrow blanket and that short bed Mm -hmm. and begins to give me a place of comfort and safety and peace and understanding to the situations I thought, man, that situation, that double standard, that hypocrisy, all that lawless and all that stuff that yep. I thought in my mind was going on. Grace begins to say, no, give that man grace to work. Give that saint of God grace to work. Give that brother grace to work. Mm-hmm. And we become pulled together by the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm, and he you, says, Jesus. I'm going to group you together. I'm going to, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to have let iron sharpen iron. Yeah. You know, I'm going to rub you together that you might be sharp in, in word and in deed. And everything you do is going to be glorified by the name of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. When I'm covered in the blood, I find my eyes are open to understanding. And I see the truth of the things that held me back. Mm-hmm. When I come to God, Brother Carl, I've made so many blunders. And I've told God, this is the last one. I know I'm done. I'm finished for. <laughs> and I talk to God yeah. that way. God, if yeah. you have any mercy. Yeah. I know I'm done for on this one. Yeah. And I see God's grace reach and say, no, no, no. Yeah. Because you called out to me. Yep. That's good enough for me to know. All you got to say is I repent. Yeah. And God says, okay, I'm rushing in. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm coming in, you know, like the Calvary coming to save the day. Yeah. I'm going to come and save you from the situation. Mm -hmm. The blood also allows love and peace to begin to embrace my mental wounds. Mm Mm-hmm. All those things that haunted me, that the devil wrapped me up in, he begins to embrace me with that. Mm-hmm. The blood draws me close to my creator. Right. Not further away. Right. Excuses distance me. Paul also said that, mm-hmm. that a sinful mind or carnality is enmity. It's a division between God. Right. And neither can it be. Right. You cannot sin and be one of them. You can't say... I'm a Christian, but you're a sinner. I'll preach that. Okay. Yep. You cannot say, I, oh, I'm saved, but I do whatever I feel like doing. That's right. I abide by no law. No, that's carnality. Yeah. That's going to drive you into a backslidden state and keep you there, yeah. frankly. Mm-hmm. So I appeal to the backslider. I appeal to the sinner. I appeal to those that have excuses, uh, myriads of, of different judgment calls why you're not in church today. Mm-hmm. Why you won't allow God to use you. Why you won't allow God to get in your life and direct it. I implore you today. Let grace 
abide in your life. Mm -hmm. Get back under the blood mm -hmm. and quit letting Satan control your direction of the mind that you take. Mm -hmm. What other drugs? It's an excuse. Yeah. Whether it's alcohol, it's an excuse. Whether That's it's right. illicit, uh, immoral lifestyle, it's an excuse. It's to keep you distracted mm -hmm. so that God can't get in there. But let me remind you, God is going to show up. And hopefully it is not the day of judgment. Right. Because Oof. at the end, God will show up mm -hmm. and he will say, I gave you every chance, mm -hmm. but your excuses kept you away from me. How gentleman is that? Man. That a God that died for me, yes, purchased amen. me, Thank you, would allow me to stay away from him because he's not going to rush in if I don't ask. Yeah, that's right. And so I end that make your every move always wanting to be closer to God mm -hmm. and not further. Right. To those that are listening that are not backslidden, make up your mind. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let the devil play with my mind. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let the devil control what I think. And if it starts, I start thinking about it, mm -hmm. God, is this you or is this me? Yeah. And oh, make God good. your priority yeah. and keep underneath the blood of God. Man, that's good. Man, thank you so much. Hey, so, you know, I want to, I want to, let me jump in if I can sure. just real quick. Okay. And I'm putting you on the spot. Maybe <laughs> I don't know, but you know, so no, when you talk about the initial, uh, the beginnings of backsliding and the devil pulling at your mind and controlling your thoughts and doing everything he can to distract. Okay. And we know we live with, we're in a world full of distractions. Yes, you know? That's the main thing. Get your eyes off the Lord, get your yes. mind off the Lord, get your heart away from God. And so that he can, uh, you know, seclude you like that lost sheep from sure. the fold. So, you know, I can't really put it into words so much for me personally, but I have an urgency this last three months, especially that's come over me to reach the backslider, a real urgency, uh, a desperation. Maybe that means the rapture is coming soon. I don't mm -hmm. know. All I know, but for me personally is, is I have that sense of urgency. Yes. So let me ask you this question. And I, I, I didn't plan on this, but the Lord put it on my heart when you said a few key things there, if you had five minutes and you had every backslider in this world, and you had, and God said, you know what? They're all attentive. They're all at your attention. They're all at your word. They're before you. What would you say to them if you had five minutes to the backslider? My first question is, what was God to you before you backslid? Mm. Because when we came to God, he had to be something to us. Right. Either deliver or rescue or provider. He was a father. He was... A, a guide, he was a counsel. What was he to you when you left? Do you remember that moment? You have to get back to where you started to start over. Right. You have to understand why you came into this. And I would say, you know, who is who was God to you before you left? What would he be more to you right now if you could say, God, I need this? Mm -hmm. It would take me 60 seconds. Yeah. No, but really. Because the next question is, if you truly believe that what God was to you before you started, he could be more to you right now mm -hmm. or be that same thing. All you have to do is lift your heart to God, lift your hands, lift your voice and say, God, here's what I need. Mm -hmm. Because what the devil wants to do to you right now is to shut your mouth. Mm -hmm. And if he can get you from asking for help, you die. Absolutely. Anybody that is in a, in a desperate situation, um, 
that does not ask for help is going to die. That's right. You're on the middle of a wilderness. You're all alone. You're mm. and you're not asking for you don't know who's around. Right. That's why people scream help. Yeah. Oh, good point. And my question then would would be, you know, if you can if you could get a hold of God right now, mm. what would you tell him? How would you ask him? Mm-hmm. Have you asked him? Mm-hmm. And I've never seen God fail on that point because I'm a product of that. That's right. I live that every single day. God, mm-hmm. I'm your child. I know I may not be where you want me to be today, but here's where I need to go today. Right. No, and if this is your will, take me there. Yeah. And I've watched God maybe not take me exactly where I thought I was going, right. but he steered me in the right direction. And I would tell every backslider, it's at your disposal. The name of Jesus mm. is at your disposal right now. That's right. That's awesome. But, you know, um, so we say a closed mouth don't get fed. That's right. All right. And, you know, Peter, when he realized that the waves were coming over him, right? Yes. He screamed the name of Jesus. Save oh, Lord, me. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Save me. Save, save me. me. Save me, please. You know, so and, 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 and you know, I always think about this um, and in relation to the backsliders frame of mind. I know that there are places of darkness and isolation that the devil takes backsliders. And I always think to myself, things that cause people to backslide are, like you said, things that happen in the church, for instance, Mm -hmm. Um, and then they get bitter or they have unforgiveness um, or they have uh, trust issues or whatever the case might be. But you only have to spend 3.2 seconds in hell to understand how small those things were, how foolish yeah. I was not to get over that and get Absolutely. to God, you know? So anyway, I want to thank you so much, man. You are such a sweet, sweet, sweet man. You're a, you're, you're a, we sang the, the song, a willing vessel. You know, I'm just going to say this and I'm not saying this just because we're on the air. I never say it to you personally. I don't know why, but you are a perfect example of that song. You're a willing vessel, whatever direction God has for you, uh, whatever, um, has been put up on your shoulders. If it's, you're going to lead songs tonight, you're going to preach tonight. You're going to, you know, whatever it is you do, you're right there, man. You got a good spirit, a great attitude. And it's an example of what we all should be like. And I want to appreciate you for that right now on the air and say, man, I love you so much. And we're looking forward to another session. Um, I'm going to be asking you and I'm going to do it right now so I can put him on the spot, (laughs) but I want to, um, I would love to have you, uh, just before Christmas time. Sure. Uh, to come back. And I've already got something in mind and, and, and we'll talk about that. Anytime. All right. Enjoy it. Love and appreciate you. Lord bless you folks. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, let it be something that you chew on. Let it be something that um, goes deep into your heart and uh, changes your mind, changes your ways, changes your uh, train of thought and have you call upon the name of Jesus and come back to where you belong. And in Jesus name. Brother Jonathan Pierce, thank you so much for devoting your time and lending yourself uh, to this episode of the podcast with a deep and true word, an anointed word, an inspired word uh, from God to everybody who is either struggling, who is uh, completely backslid, completely lost. Uh, I hope that the Lord will uh, put those words from Brother Jonathan Pierce deep into your spirit. Uh, give you something to not only think about, but something to respond to. Hey, listen, the time is short. 
uh, and you never know how many days God is going to bless you with on planet Earth. Now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. And, uh, you know, I've always had a deep burden for the backslider. Um, I don't know why I'm so partial to that. I don't know why, why God has put that in my spirit. Probably because I know the, the ins and outs of it. I've been there myself um, many times, uh, you know, running from God or turning my back on God. And let me tell you, it's a miserable, sleepless place to be in life. Okay. But um, I just love what Brother Pierce was talking about. You know, he he really went into the details about how it happens, you know, the initial onsetting of it. And you know what? There are people right now at the sound of my voice that are experiencing that, that the devil is just like that roaring lion. He is trying to, you know, uh, separate you from the fold and pull you down and take you to hell. Um, and, you know, I want to encourage you to do to get a hold of your pastor to call 619-392-5313 and let me talk you off the ledge or whatever it needs to be done but now is not the time to get away from god it is absolutely uh, a horrible time any time is a horrible time but you can see that um, the end is drawing very close and um it's i mean you know there's a lot of work that needs to be done and we need you and you could be a great soldier um, in the army of God, fulfilling his perfect will and plan for your life. And there's no greater life than living and working for Jesus Christ. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to my buddy, David Hall. Bless his heart. He is he's something else. I love you, David Hall. And Lord bless you. I look forward to uh, fishing with you in Northern California next weekend. Very excited. Uh, I want to say hello to my sister, Rochelle, and my mom. Um, um, sister Rose Jensen, God bless you. I know God's got a use and a plan for my mom. She is very special, very precious. And I just want to say hello. So ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, Lord bless you so much. Thank you for tuning into this episode and until next time.